This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Ingle Company, a podcast for like-minded people who want to make smart investment decisions. I'm Maddie and I'm here with my good friend Sophie. Well, I am so excited for today because we are going to deep dive into all the different brokers that we can access and we can use, which has been a bit of a highly requested episode. But before we start today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land on which we are recording today. We pay our deepest respects to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. So Soph, last week we had a great chat with Danielle about where you can buy and sell shares, otherwise known as a broker, and some tips about finding the best broker for you. Now this week we are changing it up a little. We do not have an expert with us, but we oh, are no. using <laughs> No expert. (laughs) But we are using the information that we have gathered from you guys on our social media platforms to talk about some of the different brokers that are out there. But before we go any further or before we jump into it, I think a really appropriate way to start this episode is probably how we start it with every other guest, but we'll start it. We'll do it to each other. So Maddie, I'm going to ask you, what is your morning routine? All right. My, I have so much inspiration about this from all the guests that we chat to, <laughs> but my actual real morning routine, as much as I want to lie to you all, um, I get up every morning. I've always been an early riser. I did a bit of sport at school, so used to getting up pretty early for that, and I've managed to maintain it sort of through my adult life. Get up early, go to the gym, and then I ride my bike to work, and Every morning, I'm a person of ritual. Is that is that the right? Is that do you say that? That's what creature I'm of to habit. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Person of ritual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a creature of habit, and I listen to the same three podcasts every morning in the same order. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you listen to? I love the Squiz, and then I listen to the Briefing, and then I listen to What the Flux, and they are literally just three news podcasts, but they all give me something different, which I love. What about you? What's your morning routine? Before I go into mine, I just wanted to say you didn't want to lie to the people. Like that is a really like scheduled good morning routine. You go to the gym every morning. Like what was your lie going to be? Like I don't know. <laughs> get up even earlier to go to like a double gym class. Lord. Um, my morning routine varies honestly dependent on the day. If I'm tired, I hit the snooze button until 8.59 and have like some tea in bed. Um, and when I say 8.59, that's because of working from home. And if I'm feeling motivated, I'm up at like 6am and at the gym. So honestly, it just depends on the day that you get me and what mood I'm in. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so second question, Maddie, is if you were a stock, who would you be and why? Oh, if I were a stock, I have decided this is a really fun question to ask and a much harder question to answer. Mm. I think I would be bigger cheese because I really <laughs> love cheese. <laughs> I'm going for a real it's, obsession at the moment. It's getting a bit ridiculous. 
I actually almost thought I knew that you were going to say a cheese company. (laughs) (laughs) And that, of course, is the most obvious. If you're a stock, who would you be and why? Well, yeah, it's the same. I, when I had to think about this, I think I would love to be Patagonia and I feel like I'd love to work there one day. Oh, that's day. a they great just, answer. <laughs> now they just have like, such good like ethos, all about sustainability. Um, they produce, you know, good products and they don't, you know, make you want to overbuy. They don't like, they don't advertise that you're overbuying all their, all their stuff all the time. It's just a buy once kind of purchase and have forever. And like all their advertisements just make you want to go traveling and do like really nice things. So I feel like. So very that's wholesome brand. Yeah. Very wholesome. Very wholesome. Just want to go camping and sit by the campfire. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> so. I think we have found a very common question to be who are all the brokers out there and like how do you go about deciding which one is going to be right for you and because there are so many we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of create a little bit of a summary of some of the common brokers that people are using. Yeah, so as we said last week, picking a broker is a very personal choice and it really depends on what you're wanting to invest in, what kind of platform you like, what kind of information you want to have access to. So these summaries are completely non-biased, but they really are just to try and sort of present some of the information and give you a bit of background on how each of them differ. So reach out to you guys on our social media platform to see for people who are already investing what broker they were using. And then we've also done a little bit of research on our own of all the brokers that are kind of out there and being used. And we have a little bit of a list that we are going to go down, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think we should start, I guess, with what for some people is the beginning. And that is the micro investing platforms. I personally didn't start with this. Did you? Yeah, I started with micro-investing. All right, hit us up then. What can you tell us? So we sort of picked out, I think, two of maybe the more popular or more well-known ones, Raise and Spaceship. Can you tell us a bit about them? Yeah, so I used Raise, but I know that um, a couple of my friends use Spaceship. And pretty much what you're doing is putting in a deposit per month or, or whenever you want, could be weekly, whatever, and it will micro-invest for you. So say if you're putting in $100, you'll choose a kind of portfolio that you want on the app. It might be growth, it might be moderate, it might be aggressively growth, and they will take that money and put it into lots of different little micro-investments. It'll also um, take any, um, I guess, roundup of purchases that you make. So if you buy a coffee for $3.50, it'll take 50 cents Ah, and put that into the investing. Yeah. So it rounds up to $4 and I'm pretty sure you can choose the rounding amount. So it doesn't, you know, necessarily take too much because otherwise you'd probably need to be budgeting in for it. But I, to be honest with this one, I, it it is a way to dip your toe in, um, into investing, but it also is a really good, I think, savings technique because I didn't, it just didn't automatic deposit every time I got my paycheck and it would take out like a hundred or $200. I can't really remember at the same time I was getting paid. So I never really noticed it was going. And then when I checked it, you know, in a year or two's time, I actually had a nice little sum sitting there and it, and it was being invested for me. So I think it's a really good way to kind of start and get used to putting a bit of like regular money aside towards investing if you haven't started before. Yeah. Nice. So with these platforms, what do we need to know about fees and what do we need to be aware of? 
So, yeah, you definitely do need to be looking at the fees. Um, Raise at the moment is $350, uh, not $350 a month. (laughs) (laughs) That would be high. (laughs) That would would be ridiculous. $350 a month. $3.50 a month. $3.50 and that's up to a $15,000. So above $15,000 you put it, I think it's based on a percentage of how much money you've got with them. Um, And I think you just need to be a little bit careful with these ones because if you're not putting in a lot of money, like say if you really just wanting to start out, you're only putting $20, $50 and you're, you know, only seeing a really small growth rate, that that monthly fee might actually be more than what you're gaining out of putting into the platform. So they're just things to think about when you are using the platforms, just to look at the amount you're putting in and then also what you're kind of getting back from your, your returns, just to make sure that, that it's covering that, that fee. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So I think Raise has the $3.50. Spaceship, on the other hand, doesn't actually start charging fees until your balance ticks over 5K. And then I think after that, it's 0.1% of your investment. So that might be currently at the moment slightly cheaper, but it's just really important that you look into these fees and actually have a think about how much money you're putting in if you have a look at what a reasonable return might be and just make sure that that return actually is exceeding the fees you're paying. Otherwise, it might not be worth it. You know, it's funny because like we were talking about, you can have kind of like relationship analogies with your brokerage <laughs> platform, which sounds so silly, but like you really can. Yeah. Raises like your side girl or boy. <laughs> yeah. Just on the side chatting too. Yeah. <laughs> Not too committed. Just sends the occasional text. <laughs> nice. Nice. Monthly text. <laughs> oh, Okay. So, Maddie, the second kind of big realm of brokers is like our big banks. So, you know, we've got our Comsec, ANZ, NAB, um, all those ones that people are probably, if you're in Australia, used to banking with. Sorry if you're not in Australia. I don't know who you're banking with currently. (laughs) But um, I guess one of the ones that we hear a lot of people using is Comsec, which is a part of Combank. Yeah, so Comsec allows you to buy and sell Australian shares and international shares and ETFs. So if you want to buy international <laughs> if you want to buy international shares, you can complete a form for tax purposes and you can set up an international account. You also can't trade international shares on the app. Is just one thing to note. Um, it does take you to an external browser to do that. So for Comsec, it's $10 brokerage for under $1,000, $20 brokerage for over $1,000. So have a think about how much you're likely to be investing and whether um, that is going to suit you because depending on how much, it might be less or more expensive for your needs. Um, and then the only other main thing I would note with this one is that you need at least, you, the minimum amount to invest is $500 per trade. Yeah, because if you're wanting to only do like $100 a time, again, if you're dipping your toe in, you do need to have that $500 um, sitting there. I actually use the Comsec app and I actually have used it for a while and I quite like it because it does have a really set out watch list where you can see all your stocks. It has little like market updates every morning. It's like the morning update. Sometimes it has midday and they're little videos that you can watch to see like how the markets are moving and stuff. So it's actually, it is a pretty good app. It does have dividend reinvestment plans, which is if you're buying a lot of dividend stocks, then it's really helpful to find an app that has a dividend reinvestment plan. And it does have those recommendations from a couple of the big banks, big investment banks that, you know, the buy, hold, sell, um, Goldman Sachs and Morningstar. So you can also um, see those analyst reports. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. And then if you're wanting to invest less than $500, Comsec has also set up something called Comsec Pocket. 
Also under yeah. ComBank, um, and just to note, these are both sort of chess-sponsored platforms. So we spoke about what that means last week. It means that you own the shares directly. But basically, Comsec Pocket is a platform for people who want to start with smaller stuff with smaller sums of money. So starting amount yeah. is only fifty dollars instead of five hundred dollars. So only two dollars per trade up to $1,000, so your only $2 brokerage per trade. Now, the one thing is, and so if you use this platform, don't you? No, I don't, but I am recommending it to my little sister. Nice. Because she's starting, yeah. I was going to test you. You can only buy seven ETFs on this platform, and I was going to say you know what they are, but if you don't use it, you might not. Well, I feel like there's some pretty just, um, I guess, common ones. So they've got ones for the top 200 companies. They've got a high dividend one. They've got a sustainability one, a healthcare one, um, and a NASDAQ one, which is the US stocks. So it's like if you if you want to kind of start building up a little portfolio of ETFs and you're only wanting to put in 100 bucks, 50 bucks at a time, this is a great place to start because it's just got these seven options. You don't have to do look into it too much. And if you're happy with them, then it's, you know, a really user-friendly app and a, and a place where you can just start. Yeah, I completely agree. And then one final cool feature about this one is that you actually don't have to sign up to explore the app. So we've talked a few times about how picking a broker, one of the most important things is that it's like user-friendly for you and that you like the platform. So this is one where you can download it, have a look, check it out, and you don't have to actually sign up whilst doing so. Yeah. And then after that, there's obviously, you know, every every big bank in Australia has a investing platform or most of them do. And a couple of others that people noted down on our social media accounts were NAB Trade and the ANZ investing platform. So these are just some of the other platforms that you can use. If you're with one of those banks already, I know personally I was with ANZ and so my first account I opened was with ANZ because it's just kind of all on the same app and it's an easy transfer for across and I was just comfortable with it. Yeah, it's a bit more familiar. Yeah, if you like your bank and you're familiar with it, then you can always just open a trading platform with them. If you want any of the information about their fees, etc., it's a very quick Google search. So your big four bank is kind of like <laughs> your high school boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like where you sign up as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you go down to the bank with your mum and dad and set up a debit account pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> And get your boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> True. I was just thinking of high school, to be honest. <laughs> Didn't have to leave mum and dad into that. That's embarrassing. Yes, yeah, sorry. Anyway, sorry. okay. Now we move into, so there are other trading platforms outside your big four banks. So my personal fave, Self Wealth, is an example of one of these. Um, I use Self Wealth. We're going to say that's my um, long-term relationship. <laughs> this one I love. It's got a brokerage fee of nine fifty, and this is a flat fee across any trade. So that is a pretty competitive fee, which we love. You can buy Australian shares, and they've also recently expanded to US, all on the same platform, which is awesome. One of the reasons why I've loved it, I've mentioned it before, but there's great visibility around what other people are trading. So they have like community top performers where you can see the people who are getting the best returns on the entire of self-wealth. You can see what they're investing in. You can see the most viewed stocks of the day. You can see top performers in members like me. So if I'm investing only in ETFs, for example, I'll see people who have similar portfolios to myself and I can see what they're investing in. So that's really cool as well. And then just like the big four banks, they are chess sponsored, which is cool. Nice, nice. And another one of the um, apps that people have, you know, this is actually an app that I've seen 
on like buses around Melbourne a lot, mm. which is so random advertising, but is Superhero. So Superhero is similar to SelfWealth. It's a trading platform. It's an app that you can download. The main difference is that it is a custodian model compared to a chess sponsored model. And they have, um, you know, their main point of calling is that they have a $0 brokerage fee on ETFs and a $5 trading fee on shares. So you can buy. Cheap, cheap. All the, yeah, cheap, <laughs> cheap. Well, I think that's what, what you gain out of the custodian model. But you can buy all global ETFs and Australian shares. You just transfer your money using a unique pay ID and it has all pretty much the standard features. Um, they have a dashboard where you can see what you've bought, a portfolio. It kind of creates a little cute circle of what your portfolio um, looks like. And another cool feature is that you can kind of search th- like companies or ETFs by themes. So in the little mm-hmm. search bar, you could type in like healthcare or sustainability and it would give you some recommended ETFs. Or it's, I guess it's not a recommendation. It would just kind of come up with ones that are in that space. So I think that's a really cool feature. The only thing is the app doesn't do dividend reinvestment plans. So if you're really wanting to use that feature of a dividend reinvestment plan, what they do is they actually just put your dividends back into your superhero account. So if you've got $100 of, of dividends, that will just go back into your account and you, I think you can just use it to buy buy more shares. Yeah, nice. I love the names of all these platforms. Like, forget ANZ Investing. It's like superhero. (laughs) (laughs) So another one that I guess is kind of similar along this custodian model and just a quick recap of last week, if you've forgotten or if you didn't listen, you should definitely go back and listen. But custodian model means that you don't hold the shares directly and they're held on your behalf. There is another platform called Perla HQ, and we have seen this one a lot on social media recently. So much on social media. They're getting right into like the finance influencer space. But currently, um, one thing to note is that they don't have an app. So you do log in online. But Superhero also didn't have an app a couple of months ago. So I'm sure that's very much in the works. And I had a look on their website the other day and it does it does look pretty user-friendly it's quite a nice sort of set up website trade costs Sophie quiz what are they <laughs> so it's 950 across Ooh, good job. all trades yeah oh actually up to $17,500 oh, <laughs> I, I was close yeah. um but I think one of the coolest features about Perla HQ, and I think probably a couple do have this, but they have an auto-invest feature. So you can kind of set up, I want to put in $500 a month into this share or this ETF, and it'll just do it for you so you don't even have to be involved. Yeah, that is some solid set and forget. Yeah, because like sometimes you just like transferring the money out of your bank account. It's like, oh, do I invest this or like should yeah. I use this on something or else? You just forget so- yeah, true. So if they just do it for you, it's just done. You don't even have to think about it. Set and forget. Can that be one of our relationships? <laughs> yeah, that could be your long-term, your long-term partner. No. Oh, set oh. and forget. <laughs> That's you so just have mean. A... Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> set and don't forget your long-term partner. Look out, Sophie's your... partner. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Another really cool feature about Pella HQ is that you can follow people. So we sort of joked before that there are influencers in the, that using this platform, but literally there are people who show 
and post what they're investing in. Um, so that can be really helpful to understand how people are building up their portfolios. One that popped up into our questionnaire a lot was CMC Markets, which I had actually never heard of before, but it, it's a really interesting platform um, when you do a bit of a Google. You can buy on this platform shares, ETFs, commodities, forex pairs, which is like exchange rates and I don't really understand it very well but <laughs> I feel like it's what's on the podcast the sure thing like they were buying like currency oh, pairs and stuff yeah that podcast yeah. is so good everyone go listen to it it's about money laundering. yeah so if you've listened to that it might that's I think that's what forex pairs is and if it's not then I'm just wrong but that's fine sorry not money laundering insider trading <laughs> Insider trading, yeah. You can also buy bonds and also cryptocurrency. So this one you can buy everything on in one spot, which is actually pretty cool if you're wanting to buy a couple of different asset classes. You can also buy shares not only in Australia but in the US, Canada, Japan, and the UK. So you can, you have quite a broad range with this platform. I haven't used it myself and I haven't signed up myself, but I think it would be a good one to look into. Yeah, um, I actually have done a bit of digging on this one because when I started investing, when I Googled low-cost brokers, this one was sort of the most popular one at the time. Yeah. So brokerage starts from sort of $9.90 and it goes up from there. But the exception on that is that they actually have $0 brokerage for US, Canada, Japan, and UK. And I literally was yeah. reading this and I was like, oh my gosh, what on earth? Like, why am I not using this platform? But remember when we said last week that uh, if it's too good to be true or if it seems really cheap, it probably is. So I did a little bit more digging and they have a couple of sort of ongoing fees. So if you have remaining funds after your trade sitting in your CMC account, you'll be charged an annual broker fee of 1%. And then there is oh. also a 0.75% for any funds less than 10K. So if you have less than 10K, then you're being charged up to 1.75%. So this is definitely a great platform. I'm sure I don't use it myself, but it's low cost, but just good to be across some of those hidden fees when signing up because they're things that you can avoid. They also have a lot of educational resources. They have like webinars and events and they have some pretty cool YouTube videos. I went on the other night and was looking at them. They just explain different parts of like investing, um, which I think is really easy to use and also some news stories. So if you're wanting to understand a little bit more about markets or about certain stocks, they have that all up on one page. Cool. We are just going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So moving on to the next kind of type of brokerage platform, and if you've heard it, uh, us talk about it in our conversations with Sarah King, they are the robo-advisors. So Maddie, what are robo-advisors? Yeah, so these are really cool. I had a quite a big look into Stockspot when I first started investing. Basically, the way the platform works is you create an account 
and you fill out uh, a questionnaire and the questionnaire helps to ascertain your risk profile. So I've chatted about risk profiles before and basically the outcome from that is that it decides whether you want to be more aligned to like a balanced portfolio, which is lower risk or maybe a more conservative one versus a growth or more aggressive portfolio. So it ascertains like what kind of investments they should be making with your money. They then do it all for you. So this is very much more of a set and forget type thing. You transfer your money across and they do all the work for you. Now, of course, if they're doing the work for you, that is going to come with fees, understandably. So that's one thing to be aware of. But Hopefully this isn't for anyone listening because, you know, if you're listening, hopefully you want to learn, but completely understandable. If you just feel like you don't have the time and you do not care, then this can be a great option for you because they can really take control of your investing for you and you don't have to be too concerned or worried about what they're actually doing. Yeah, I was going to say it might just be like you want you want to understand how investing works so you can have conversations with these people. Of but course. if you're really like I, I trust someone else a lot more, I don't trust my own judgment, these people are the experts, they're kind of just a lower cost way of then seeing like a full financial advisor who will take care of you personally. And I think the fees, I was looking at some of them online, they're really not that bad you know if you if you're putting in below like 20,000 K it's a monthly fee of like this is an average across a couple of the different platforms there's stock spot six park invest smart a lot of them you know it's it's around it's below ten dollars it's around ten dollars a month or something something like that obviously depending on the amount so it's not like you're going to be crazy out of pocket to use a service like this if you are wanting to do so Yeah, definitely better off doing something like this than keeping your money in the bank account. (laughs) Yes, you can say that again. (laughs) So overall, when we are looking at brokers, because there are so many brokers out there, and this is just a really small summary of a couple of the different things that we can look for. A really great resource um, to use is something like CanStar that can compare brokers in a really simplistic format and it's pretty easy to follow. Otherwise, if you hear of a broker, really just give it a quick Google. You can find out the fees pretty quickly. Like we said, most important things are fees, what the kind of platform is like and whether it sort of suits you. And then the last one is different access to markets, which you can find out from a pretty quick Google. And by that, we just mean, can you only buy certain ETFs? Can you only buy in Australia or can you only, you know, can you buy international? And just figuring, having a think about what's important to you in that respect. Yes, indeed. (laughs) So we actually sat down with a friend of ours the other day who was picking her broker and she kind of went through and she found the person that she wants to buy with, but she had a couple of person, the person, the broker that she wanted to use. Um, But she had a couple of questions when she actually logged in and decided to make her first purchase. And we thought we'd quickly run through them because they're very valid questions. So the first question from our lovely listener is, I went to buy my first stock and I could either choose market order or limit order. And I was just wondering what's the difference between the two? This is such a good question. I remember so clearly when I started investing and I finally picked a broker, got it onto my platform and I thought I was ready to go. And then I saw these options and I was like, are you serious? Like I thought (laughs) I'd finally done it. And now there are things I still don't know. So 
A market order is basically where the broker gets the best price and makes the trade immediately. So if you're buying, you'll pay the lowest price a broker can find. And if you're selling, you'll receive the highest price a broker can find. So basically the thing to note here is that there's no guarantees what price you'll actually pay when you make the trade because the price can sort of rise and fall on the time between you log on and say, I want to buy five units of this ETF between the time that you do that and then the broker actually makes the trade. Now, for me, I personally always use market orders because I'm not ever really investing in anything that that sort of that is that sort of volatile or moving that quickly. So mm. it's not really an issue for me. You know, if yeah. you're buying ETFs, they generally don't move that much. But if you're buying something sort of on the back of news that's been released and things might be going up or down and you don't sort of want to get swept up in that, that's something to be thinking about. Sophie, what is a limit order on the other hand? Yeah, so on the other hand, a limit order is um, when the broker is required to find the best available price. However, for a buy order, you enter in the max price that you're willing to pay. So as you just said, if something's moving up and down quickly and you think there's going to be some volatility and you might get something at a lower price or um, I don't know why you'd want to buy at a higher price, but <laughs> if, you want, if you're thinking it's going to drop that day, you might say, okay, it's currently at $30, but I really think it's going to drop to 25 So you'd say, your limit order is that you're buying that stock or ETF at $25. So there's a slight difference there. And with the sell order, the broker won't sell for the price below than what you actually choose. So that's the difference between the two. And I'm similar to you, Maddie. I usually, if I'm buying a share, I'm just going with the market order. I'm putting it in my normal routine. I'm not watching this, the volatility of things and understanding it. Yeah, because I guess the thing to note with the limit order is that if the price doesn't fall to within your parameters, the trade won't happen. So obviously yeah. that's the point of it if you don't want to buy above a certain price or something like that. But often for me, you know, I'm just trading because I want to buy and I want to own the stock. So it would be a bit annoying if I checked later and it hadn't gone through. Exactly. Now, the second question that uh, our friend had was... It was also an option for day order or good until cancelled. What do these two mean and how do I choose? Another great question. So day order means that your order will expire at the end of the day. So I guess this is important for maybe more around the limit order. So if you put some certain parameters in, if it doesn't fill by the end of the day, order is cancelled. That's done. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm saying like, I want to buy like 50 BHP shares for $25 and then I say till the end of the day and they don't drop to $25, that order is cancelled. It's done. Yeah. Does not fill. Gotcha. On the other hand, you've got good till cancelled and that means that your order remains live until you cancel it. So 10 years down the track, if I've still got my <laughs> BHP shares at $25, can it just go through? I don't know I when mean, the time frame ends. Yeah, I'm not going to say yes to 25 years, but hey, is that what you <laughs> 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> anyway, something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it just means that you could actually hold that order for a week um, whilst the price is going up and down. So... That brings us to the end of today's episode all about brokers and we really hope that you've taken something out of this. Obviously, use your resources, use your Google search, use your Google, Google search, <laughs> use your cat. Or send us a message on Instagram. Yeah, like. chat to us, whatever. There's so much information out there but I hope that this just gave Post you. Post in the Facebook group. Post Sorry. in the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> there's there's just so much information out there and we hope that this is just a nice little recap. We will definitely be doing a little Instagram post on some of the basics when this is this podcast is released. When you're listening to it, it'll be on our Instagram, so go check that out for sure. Uh, next week we are going to speak to the lovely Sally McDonald and we're so excited for this chat. We're going to be talking about some of the influences on your investing decisions when it comes to the macroeconomic environment, which is really important and such an interesting conversation. And as always, please join our Facebook group. It is YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. It's an awesome place to post your questions, see what other people are talking about, connect with other sort of community members or follow us on Instagram at YIGC Podcast. Do we have anything else? I think it's just... (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. And listen to... Oh, like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I know it probably, like, I feel like every podcast host says this, but it actually helps so much. So please, and thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. We will speak to you next week. You're in Good Company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of You're In Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.